that was actually the most impressive like thing or quote unquote technology that he saw was hand holding. Right. April 11th. Tanya just showed me a video uh, from the New York Times. Um, a doc, uh, reporter went into, uh, I guess, somewhere let in me, New York. Let me say the title first. Sure. It's Life and Death in the Hot Zone, mm-hmm. an opinion beast. Nicholas Kristoff is the journalist. And, and, and they, they did. he did an article and they did a six-minute video of a day that they spent at two hospitals in the Bronx. In the Bronx, yeah, in New York. Okay. Yeah, very, very uh, hard very difficult situation they make. They do a great job of capturing. And he makes the point at the beginning that it's been more difficult to, for reporters and journalists to get into hospitals than it usually is to embed with the army in a war. Right. Right. For reasons of privacy concerns and. And I mean, you can just else. see, you can just see the space. Like one of the things you see right away is the. There's just stretchers and patients everywhere in these tight, tight hallways. Yeah, they can hardly walk through. And they're barely able to move patients around, so they just can't. Like, it just seems crazy to have, like, a reporter that they're sort of, you know, someone's taking the time to tie on gowns onto this, onto the, whoever the reporter is and the camera person. And, like, yeah, it's so important. It feels like it's so important that they capture this and share it with the world or so that we can see what's going on in these places, but it also feels like there won't be that many opportunities to see this because of how difficult how difficult it is for them to be there. Yeah. And in the video they showed a bus, an emergency evacuation bus coming to the hospital because this hospital was getting more patients, I guess, than other hospitals, so they were actually sending some of their patients to a different hospital and the Mm -hmm. overflow patients so that they can keep accepting the patients that were coming into their hospital. Yeah, it sounded like a continuous kind of flow. Sort of trying to balance. Patients out and patients in and they have these red phones where they get a call on the red phone anytime there's a critically ill patient on their way to the hospital and their phones are just ringing off the hooks. And something that they said in the article that they didn't say in the video is that one of the things you notice is that there's just alarms going off mm-hmm. all the time. So we've spent a fair share of time in hospitals. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> when we know that when you have patients hooked up to oxygen monitors and heart rate monitors, they always have fa- false alarms going off. Mm-hmm. And they're monitored at the nursing station and and they start beeping and eventually somebody comes over and like turns it off. More often than not, <coughs> it's the sen- like it's the device miss or s- the sensor it's not working reading. right rather yeah. than something actually wrong. So people yeah. tend to But you got to check it know. still. But apparently in this hospital <coughs> and this must be patients in rooms, I'm a bit confused. It wouldn't apply to people on stretchers in the hallway, but um there are some monitors that are just beeping incessantly and nobody's turning them off because to turn them off, you have to gown up uh, to go in where the patient is. Right, and there's no time for that. And there's no time, not even time, but you don't have the p- 
PPE right. to be wasting you can't on trips in to turn a monitor off. You can't gown up just to so go in and do So you just have 20 monitors beeping. Because then they have to take, like, you dispose of the gowns. I after. guess. I don't know if they, yeah, they can't. And they're not doing that all the time, but. Yeah. Yeah, right. that was a. That was a detail because those alarms are <coughs> purposefully sound really annoying so that you pay attention to them. Yeah, that's and it's crazy. So to have those just ringing off all the time and not being able to turn them off would really add an element of stress. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like, yeah, I can't imagine working in that environment. Like, even when Caden, Caden has quite a few devices that have alarms that kind of can go off from time to time, and it is the most frustrating thing when you're trying to deal with the first alarm and then another alarm starts to go off like two alarms going off at the same time makes <laughs> me like it's like i can feel the cortisol just <laughs> like seeping into my veins and my blood pressure going up because it's like trying to focus on what you need to do to get the first one to turn off then i'm going to try to address the second one and usually it is for us it's just like it's not the sensor has fallen off yeah. something like that it's not like a critical alarm or anything mm -hmm. it's just yeah an annoyance the other thing the video did a great job of talking about was the how people who are passing away from COVID-19, the difference in in the process of that, like just even, the, you know, they can't be with their families and the friends or no one can come see them. Even the nurses and doctors, they're seeing like they're behind all this protective gear. They can't really... Mm -hmm. Like I don't like. Can they even hold your hand? Like yes. they they do hold your hand. They can, and they're encouraged. They're encouraged to. through all the gowns yeah. and everything. But yeah. you're so yeah. I mean that's good, but it just really does feel like a very sterile and. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's another thing he said in the article mm -hmm. was that that was the actually the most impressive like thing or quote unquote technology that he saw was hand holding. Right. Like nothing else really seemed to be doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so little you can do to help, but like what it takes for these doctors and nurses to just sit and hold that might be the a hand is like almost the, the most, most valuable thing you the can most do to valuable help. thing you can do right yeah i mean that's not true they are saving lives but there are a lot of lives that can't but for the proportion that yeah you've done everything and then you see mm -hmm. the patients getting worse that's in the last whatever hours i don't know yeah Anyways, so, so watch the video it's read yeah, the I'll article i'll put the links in for that the uh i mean it just also i was just telling tanya before we started this that my mom sent me a note we had a family friend friend of the family a family, a family member a friend of a family member i call that a family friend okay um who uh passed away recently and it, it was a sudden you know, I, I we haven't been told i don't think i know for sure that this is covid related but it sounds like it might have been and the family the kids of the gentleman who passed away are struggling because they didn't have us have 
they weren't prepared at all for the for him to pass away and it was just so sudden it we think within a week i think he went into the hospital and within a week he was he had passed away and so they were i think and the kids are our age i i don't know you don't know but i don't know who someone had mm-hmm. spoken to them and just they were saying i you know t- my mom what she's taking from this is just that take you know say what you need to say to people now especially if i guess especially if they're older but who knows i mean there's not only for old it's not only older people just take the opportunity now to connect with people in case virtually virtually yeah of course virtually but i think that's it just underscored the importance of that and we've been spending i think we've been spending um quite a bit of time on video chats at one or two a day usually with different people. Eh, mm-hmm. I don't think that much. Not enough. Not enough. Mm. Video ch- I heard somebody say that video chats are exhausting yeah. because your brain like is really confused uh-huh. because you ha- like the person is there but not there. You see them with your eyes, but your brain knows that they're not really there. And so there's some kind of like disconnect that's happening in your subconscious Hmm. that makes it more exhausting than talking to somebody in person. Hmm. That is just some Twitter psychology. Interesting. I don't know if it's true. I remember the first time, I think this was one of the first times... I think my mom experienced Skype. This is a lot like back in our first apartment together. Yeah. Circa 2009. Yeah. And in the living room, we had a little back in the day when we had netbooks, it was a little netbook running <laughs> Skype. And I had it on like a TV. We had, I don't know what it was, 21 inch TV, like a, not a huge TV, but a large enough TV that, and you could sit on the couch and it was a small living area. So it was, you get a nice view of it so we had the laptop the netbook thing open right in front of the tv but my mom could sit on the couch and see the p- image of the people she was talking to was large like i would say close to life size across the room kind mm-hmm. of and what and it seemed like i think she talked to them on skype for i'm going to say like an hour like 45 minutes to an hour and it felt very real to me like it felt very um natural like the conversation the way mm-hmm. i could imagine the same people talking sitting in a room together talking but I mean maybe the reason i find video chats difficult is because avery always gets <laughs> in there and uses all the filters yeah and I jumps in front of the camera and turns kids. into dragons and aliens and bunny rabbits and i think there's multiple things that go on with little kids in video chats one <laughs> is that even for people if they're in the same room they don't necessarily understand what he's trying to say we're tuned into his language skills a lot better we know what he's probably trying to say Mm -hmm. and we can kind of automatically translate but in over video chat you've got like poor connection Mm -hmm. plus that kind of already a communication barrier because he's kind of Mm -hmm. not communicating as clearly as he could and it's a lot of misunderstandings on both sides and then frustration on yeah. his part because they don't because the person he's talking to doesn't understand what he's saying and 
I think he it's even beyond just the fact that he's not focused on what's going on half the time. It's a diff. I think with little kids, it's hard. But I think if you if you get past that, it's just grown ups talking. Yeah. We tried this this we tried just today to have two phones connected to the same person (laughs) so (laughs) that Avery could have his camera that would just be for him to play with filters and act silly in front of. But we would mute it and turn on the volume. And then have the other one for like a real chat. I don't know. Yeah, if that's it didn't work. Well, it didn't work because I think in this case, his gra- my mom wanted to see Avery and Caden more than there was any discussion to be had really. But if you were trying to have a conversation, Anyways. you could do it that way. Something we haven't mentioned yet is that we are in self isolation. Oh yeah, that's right. We are no longer leaving our property. Uh-huh. Because our one friend that we retained contact with to help us with the kids during the day, she started showing symptoms of COVID-19. Well, just got sick. Whether there's She got sick, yeah. Yeah. And, but we had to assume yeah. that it was COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so we are assuming that. And so when we found that out, we went into lockdown and... We're halfway through. We're halfway through. Very exciting. More more than halfway. Next Friday. More than halfway. Saturday. I mean, basically, yeah, it's been a week and I think we're pretty confident we're not going to get it. But I mean, I feel like... Don't jinx it. Why would I jinx it like that? Why would you jinx it like that? I guess that? I'm just saying, like, I was really worried for the first few days after. Every morning we wake up, symptom check. <laughs> Our friend is doing well also. Yeah. She didn't get too sick. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we got to see my cousin, though, and his girlfriend because they came and brought us groceries. Mm-hmm. And we chatted from with them distance. from like 12 feet away. A very healthy distance <laughs> 15 away. 15 feet away. In the cold. We were cold. In the cold. Yeah. But it was nice to talk to a, a person in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't have anything prepared for this because it's Saturday and it's right. my night it off. It was supposed to be your night off. I'm sorry. Because I didn't lost track of the days. Day I was going to have something prepared. But thank you for jumping in and getting Well, it wasn't altruistic. I made him get me cheese and crackers. Yes. But I think I think that we'll leave it at that for tonight. That's great. Thank you. Oh, no. Oh, had you had something? Joke. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm. Always prepared for jokes. Not true. Okay. So, you know, this this whole crisis allows a lot of time for reflection. Mm. So after some reflection, I think a lot of people have figured out that their top three hobbies are eating at restaurants, (coughs) going to non-essential businesses, Mm -hmm. and touching their face. Yeah, I could see Everybody's top three hobbies pretty rough for people out there i like non-essential businesses every time <laughs> i just the number of times i like you were saying you kind of forget from time today you said you'd kind of forgotten what for about five minutes today covid19 left my brain yeah but ev- i s- think probably on a i don't know probably every five minutes for me i 
realize something I need to get and it's that I'd like to buy and then I can't get it. And then I realize, mm. oh, but I can't get it right now. I can't go get that. Running low on propane. Oh, we can't get more propane. Those kinds of realizations are just every... Every five minutes. I don't know. I th- yeah, almost. Because I guess I keep forgetting. I don't know. <laughs> I keep, I can't well. focus. All right. But that's it. Thank we you. We did it. Good night. Good night.